you need to be where your feet are. Hmm. Body, mind, and spirit. Right? Don't just physically be there going through the motions. Like, create the moment, own the moment, live on purpose. Um, it's the most beautiful way to live life. And that's where you're going to get the richness and the badassness of life if you're living the moment. And so it feels purposeful. It feels universal. It feels evergreen. You know, there's so many ways to the top of the mountain. From the studio of Rule 29, I'm your host, Justin Aarons. And this is Design Of. A storytelling exploration featuring interviews with known and unknown extraordinary people doing extraordinary things. And for this, our 29th episode, I'm humbled and excited to share with you my interview with Olympic volleyball legend, Carrie Walsh Jennings. This episode is easily one of my favorites, not because I got to meet a five-time Olympian or check out her Olympic medals, three of which are gold and one bronze, by the way but because my conversation with Carrie felt like two old friends getting together and talking about life and what motivates them. Carrie is one of the most authentic, transparent, and humble individuals I have ever met. And her hunger to be her best self on and off the volleyball court is what I think makes her legendary. Enjoy the show. What is that first volleyball memory? As you, as far as you can go back, what is that like? Who is it? What year? What are you doing? Man. Fifth grade, I was 10 years old. It was the fall at St. Mary's Grammar School in Los Gatos, California. Um, after school practice, my mother was there, my best friends were there, and I feel like I was constantly smiling and holding my breath in anticipation of this really fun thing I was about to try for the first time. Hmm, that's awesome. Yeah. And, what, and, and so. I can remember the gym, I can remember the smell. Oh, hit, let me, tell me more. Oh, um, well, it's just. So Los Gatos, California is like heaven on earth. It's the town I grew up in and um, I've just spent my life there and it's just a small town Americanas um, set in the Redwoods and the Santa Cruz Mountains and um, St. Mary's. My brother went to school there, my little sisters went to school there. Um, currently my nieces and nephews go to school there so it's full circle but my parents were my first coaches and everything. Um, and they have been the biggest driver in the belief in myself, in my pursuit of excellence, um, because of the sacrifices they made for me to do all these things and for the belief they instilled in me, and for the belief they carried when I didn't have it in myself for me, or myself for me. And so when I think of St. Mary's, I just think of the start of it all, and it was so exciting, and it felt like it was a whole new world that was opening up to me because of that first day in fifth grade. Mm. That's the cool. gym. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So, uh, 10 years old, then you went on to play volleyball and basketball. Um, Archbishop Mitty. Yeah, in high uh -huh. school, right? In San Jose, yeah. 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 I think this is right. You won state championships in both? Yeah. Yeah. I think three times we made it in volleyball. Okay. We won. Basketball, I believe we went three times, but only won once. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So uh -huh. for those of you who don't know, she's squinting right. She's still kind of pissed about that. <laughs> well, it was, yeah, basketball is such a love-hate thing for me. Yeah. Um, I felt really bad at it. I didn't feel great. Um, to which always, you felt great on volleyball? I did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I felt more willing, yeah, I was just going to say, I felt more willing to uh, 
experiment like basketball i just you know when you kind of get something a little bit more naturally like you're a little more free basketball yeah. i felt like everything was hard for me so um, you the fundamentals the were hard of, yeah. yeah so like i wasn't the best dribbler i didn't have the best shot but i was fast and i worked my butt off and i wanted to win so those were my kind of strengths. were you tall then too i was for sure i was okay. center um i was probably like i don't know five or six feet probably Six one by the time I graduated, and probably like a buck twenty. Like I got my ass kicked every game <laughs> like by these big girls, but I, I loved it. It made me stronger mentally and physically, and it was really good cross training. For, it has to be some good cross training. It was the best, you know. In this day and age, when everyone's playing three sixty five one sport, and you see burnout, you see kids who are retiring from sports at thirteen. It breaks my heart, yeah. and I think one of the reasons why I have been able to play for so long now, thirty years in one sport, is because I grew up playing many sports. My parents always left me wanting more because they didn't it didn't overrun my life and I had seasons for everything you know there's baseball season there was volleyball season yeah, yeah, basketball yeah. season and now I feel like it's just one season and everyone's always in season and that's not sustainable so were your parents stud athletes or Studs. were they oh my god yeah. yeah it gives me it gives me chills actually yeah. you say that so I grew up um, my mom's one of eight all ridiculous yeah six girls two boys um, her father away pa father passed away when I was two, um, so there my nana raised you know them and um, she's just the ultimate matriarch lioness gnarly, all very feisty competitive. Um, my father's one of four boys, and his dad played. Um, baseball and he was a stud you know he played in the san francisco seals organization wow. my dad played triple a for the a's um, he was a pitcher in first base my mom played collegiate volleyball and soccer <laughs> at santa clara but growing up i got to watch them compete in the gnarliest co-ed softball games bowling bowling tournaments all these things and they would show up justin with only the intention to win and to kick ass and to like almost make the other team suck on it. Like it was yeah. so crazy, but they yeah. did it with so much joy and intensity. Yeah. And they really were my first role models of like, you can want something so bad and be so pissed off to win, right. but also find so much joy. Yeah. And I feel like I've brought that into my life because it was modeled for me. Um, I mean, there were fights that I witnessed between my aunts and so uncles. Good. And it was gnarly. I was going to ask you, like, family barbecues had to be insane. So insane. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, the, just the pickup games that happened with, there are so many collegiate athletes in my family. Like, my Aunt Maureen, um, she is the all-time leading scorer still. She played in the 80s at Pepperdine University for basketball. Wow. Male or female. Wow. Gnarly. You know, and that, I mean, I have so many cousins who played multiple collegiate sports. In the 80s. Gosh, they didn't even have three-pointers yet either. I don't, I don't think know. in the 80s. I, th I, don't, I don't think that was... Maybe my my um, yeah, that's my clock is that. off, but I bet you... So she shot That makes lot. her even more no, for badass sure. if there's no three-pointers. Well, she's badass. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was just surrounded this in this environment my entire life. I have a big brother that certainly put me on Did my path. Did he beat on you? Oh, every day. Yeah. And See, he let me come too, which was really nice. Oh, you know? that's good. He didn't push me away. See my youngest. I have so I have four. I have two girls and bookend girls and then two boys. Oh. So my little baby, yeah, uh, my thirteen year old, um, she's like my wife. Oh. They're just oh, intensity animals. Wise. Yeah, okay. yeah. When it comes to, you. Um, mm. and they do not like to lose. I mean, no. losing is more acceptable. I think if you're playing and you play really well and you, and you just get beat. Sure. You know, like yeah. you, I think you there's can accept, a way to you, lose. You can accept it yeah. better. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if. We've learned that yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, we grow into things like yeah, one time. Yeah. Um, my wife's one of six. Okay. I have a half brother, half sister. Uh -huh. uh, I mean, they're full to me, but like I didn't really grow up with them. You know, oh, okay. like 
10 plus years apart. So the fact that they're so tight is oh, really man. nice. It's a tribe. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Good. I grew up, I didn't even need friends because mm -hmm. I had my, you know, three other siblings and then I had my cousins. I was just surrounded by family constantly. And there's so much love. And when you're like grown up or when you grow up in that environment, man, I just feel like it gives you so much freedom to be you and to find yourself. You yeah. know, sometimes it could probably be limiting. Yeah. Um, but I haven't found it. To be There's the definitely case. A, a, a lot of solid fights and also yeah. good times that happen. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But the fights create intimacy and depth. Yeah. You know, so it's like not, you know, if you're living there and if you're fighting constantly and people yeah. are jerks, that's yeah. one thing. But um, I mean, that's a sibling's job. No, I feel, to drive each I other feel crazy. pretty, pretty blessed that they seem to get along. So you go to, you go to Stanford, which, by the yeah. way, I know you're a huge fan, obviously, because yes. you went there. But to me, in my mind, that's got to be like one of the best schools in the U.S. Yeah, we can um, get rid of the gotta be yeah, one of that. There we go. I, I there think we it's go. pretty incredible. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're a California girl, plus you're there, no, and, it, and it's 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 a great volleyball school. It's magical. Yeah, and like, how many how, how many championships did you won there? We won twice, and we went three times. Ugh, the thing <laughs> of my life. My senior year, um, we made it to the finals, and we got our ass kicked. Like literally, ooh, our ooh, Penn it. State, and that was the start of this like championship run for Penn State. Like we opened up a beast. Okay. So I feel a little bit responsible for that. And you know, I mean, not to put a wedge in between us, but I am a Big Ten fan. Okay. But if I was to root for a Pac-12 team, <laughs> well, there we go. Um, no, I sports are the rivalries are so fun. Yeah. Man, I love it. Like I'm a giant San Francisco Giants girl, and I was raised to hate the Dodgers. You know, but I lovingly hate them. Yeah. You know, I don't want them to win ever. Yeah. But I will root for them, I guess, if they make it to the World Series. No, you won't. No, I won't. Actually, I won't. No, I just won't. totally lied. Yeah. I tried I'm a Cubs because fan, now I live in And LA. I tried to root for the Sox, and they went. And I just couldn't do it. Yeah, well, there are different leagues, though. I know, That's but almost still. possible. Yeah. yeah, I know, I hear you. Yeah. But my husband gets mad at me because we live in L.A., and he's like... Is he a Dodger fan? No. Okay. But well, he doesn't want my kids then. to be Dodgers haters. No, I don't. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't want that either, but, I, you know, it's in my blood. Yeah. All right, so you're in college, and um, I don't think a lot of people know this. You've been to five Olympics. Five Olympics, And yes. so the first one you went to, if I remember right, you played on the indoor team mm -hmm. and came in fourth. Yes. That'll yeah. piss you off, too. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I feel like I'm a downer with all my questions. <laughs> Carrie, why have well, you failed uh, so many times? How did um, you win uh, so much? You listened no, but, so much. but uh, I mean, did you have any idea then, when you went, that, that you were going to switch to no. some volleyball? No. Gosh, no. How did that happen? You know... I ha so indoor volleyball was my life for 12 years and it was like literally my love. I never imagined myself walking away from that sport on purpose. Um, I had lived an experience at my first Olympics in Sydney in 2000 that just kind of broke my heart for the game. Um, to make a long story short, there was a positive, a false positive doping test mm. and my federation said you're on your own. We can't support you, you should go home. Um, and it really broke my heart because it's my team. I wasn't allowed to tell my team what I was going through. I had to pretend I was hurt. Like crazy things that kind of hurt your soul. And so uh, my my parents worked really hard to get me to be able to play in Sydney, and I did. Um, it was just basically an anomaly that happened. I don't remember that. It was gnarly. Yeah, it wasn't publicized. Okay. Um, I have so much sympathy now for people who are getting, who are involved in doping because the system is not perfect and the athletes are assumed guilty. Now I must say so the problem is like when you hear someone, it's not innocent to prove them guilty. No, I feel it's like awesome. even as a fan, I'm like, oh, it's a bummer. Totally, and there are plenty of people who yeah. are 
cheaters, you know, yeah. and plenty of countries who are known for that, but I'm not that. And America is largely not that. And my sport certainly is not that. Mm. Um, and so it was really disheartening, but it led me to play, to be open to playing beach volleyball. Um, I'm a homebody. I love my family. I didn't want to go make a living playing overseas, and that's what you have to do to make a living indoor. Um, beach volleyball, there was a domestic tour, and there was the international tour that would allow me to chase my Olympic dreams. Um, and I wanted to go back to the Olympics, and I wanted to win gold. You know, and so that fourth place in Sydney um, kept me hungry, and the heartbreak that happened in Sydney pushed me to be open to the beach volleyball, um, you know, platform, which changed my life. So, is it possible? And again, who knows? It's all speculation, of course. Is it possible if that doesn't happen, you don't switch to beach volleyball? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't. I never look at life that way. Yeah. I just feel like my life keeps making sense. You know, it really does, and. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like one of the, the the percentages that I had my heart broken was wondering what the hell was going to come up next. And then Misty May, the best player to ever play beach volleyball, was looking for a partner more her age. And we knew each other and our parents met each other in the Sydney Olympics and had a conversation and they said, hey, you guys should talk. And that was the start of everything, you know? So <laughs> awesome. I know it's I crazy. Know and it was all so casual, uh, you know? And then the first day trying out with Misty, I was literally on the verge of a panic attack. We end up playing against two guys. One of them ends up to be my future, hus future husband. Like, what is this stuff, you know? Wow. So um, life, I believe, always makes sense. Okay, you, you set me up into a question here. Okay. It's gonna put you at odds with your husband. That's okay, it's not the first time. <laughs> Him at his peak and his partner and you at his peak and your partner, which I'm assuming, I'm just gonna assume to make it easy so you don't have to pick. Let's say you and Misty yeah. at your peak. You play 10 times. They beat us every time. Really? 100%. Yes. The best guys in the world, playing yeah. the best girls in the world in any sport, the guys are gonna win. To me, it doesn't mean they're better. Yeah. I, it's hard, It's a hard, yeah, like, yeah. nuanced yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? Because um, Misty and I, I believe, we're the best that's ever been, many year old female. And I believe that, and I mean that so humbly, because there's so many amazing, people yeah um but i believe we're the best but if you put us against even like mid-level guys like bigger faster stronger it's just not gonna happen it's just not you know and it i've played my husband one-on-one -on -one for the past 18 years and i've never beat him trying my hardest and every time i almost beat him he goes babe i'm like inherent instinctively i'm holding back a little bit like and i'm like you oh, asshole that, that how has to dare just fire you, you up. but then when i it, it really i was like you are yeah. how dare you but then in reality of course he is you know it's just one of those things if you want to i'll cut this out so we no we're, we're it's hard to talk this. about yeah yeah but i believe that i believe serena versus federer federer's gonna kick her ass yeah you know and i it's just one of those things and i honestly don't don't believe it means that they're necessarily better right i just think you know, when it comes to strength and all these things, the guys have a huge advantage. I don't know about you, but when I watch the Olympics, I sometimes imagine myself winning a gold medal. And I try to think what it must be like to be on top of that podium. Have my hand over my heart, the national anthem plays, and the flag slowly raises to the top. I think that would be amazing. And of course, I would be crying like crazy. I also didn't realize that that's one of the hardest questions for Carrie to answer. And as a repeat Olympian and a repeat Olympic champion, the pressure for her was crazy intense. It's just, so Athens was just like, literally imagine your kids on Christmas morning when they're eight. Yeah. 
just the purest joy and there's an innocence about it and you're just like holy shit this just happened oh my god you know just so many beautiful positive things um misty and i winning in 2004 we were largely ignorant and naive about everything you know we were dominating we were supposed to win we won we had fun we were playful fast forward 2008 getting on the podium it was a sigh of relief like it wasn't like this joy that was overwhelming it was more it was a deeper emotional thank goodness we were still dominating at the time because you felt pressure because we felt more pressure mm -hmm. yes and i had lived that quadrennial leading up to the olympics with only one focus in mind and that was four years from now on day one of the quad i'm focused on winning gold in august on this day in beijing and i that's the only thing i focused on for four years mm -hmm. and i almost lost my marriage i was disconnected with myself we won more than anyone has ever won in a row in the sport yet i was after we won that gold medal, I was just so depressed afterwards. And my husband did not like me. And my life had fallen apart. Um, and then fast forward four more years, winning gold in London. It was more akin to the joy, the pure joy of Athens. But I had done it as a mommy. Misty and I had done it three times in a row. She was going to retire. So there was this profound, profound, beautiful emotion where it was like, the gravity of the situation was fully understood. Hmm. And um, by the way, as a viewer, London felt like just a totally rad Olympics. Oh, it, they did a great job. Yeah. And our venue, the Horse Guards Parade, was incredible. Yeah. So yeah, it, London was rad. Rio was rad. We got bronze. Yeah. Nothing like winning gold. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is something very special, and it's the ultimate goal to stand on top of the podium with your hand on your heart, looking at your beautiful flag. Because when I go and compete, whether it's a normal tournament, like I was just in Moscow, or at the Olympic Games, I picture Team Red, White, and Blue. I picture our amazing country of badasses behind me, and I bring you all with me. Mm. And so to fall short, and to be looking at the German flag up there, <laughs> my heart and real. Yeah. Much respect to those girls who I really appreciate and respect. But going into Tokyo, I want it to be America on top because of Brooke and I. Mm -hmm. Not because of another American team. Right. Because of Brooke and I. Um, and I feel like that's a great way to represent my country and, yeah. and my family. Of course, after that question, I also had to ask, do you feel, this is going to be a weird question, but do you feel all of us rooting for you yes. And, yes. And, and wanting you to win? Yes, yeah. I do. I do. And when I'm at my best, when I'm just in the moment, that is a beautiful fuel. When I'm feeling vulnerable, um, I attract the fear in people too, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's crazy. Like, that's why I want to be so autonomous in my life. And I want to be unconditional in my confidence. I want to be unconditional in my joy. And that means it has to come from within, you know? Um, so it's a beautiful blessing to know I'm so supported. We're so supported with everyone in America cheering for us um, or not, but um, it has to come from within. But the fact that I am an American and I love our country more than I could ever say, and I'm so proud of us, faults and all, um, because I know what we're made of, I know what we're founded upon, and I know that we want to be the best version of us, and mm. we're going to get there, and we're going to keep getting there. Um, that makes me prouder than anything. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now that it's been so long after Rio, how do you really feel? Um, <laughs> well, okay, there's so many, there's so many things to this answer. Um, I'm grateful. I hate that we lost. I hate that we lost because I had a bad night. I hate it. I always hate it. Um, the shame is gone. Um, the embarrassment is gone. The, the fuel that that provided 
is very much on point and alive in me today. And I believe I had to go through that bullshit, <laughs> that crumbling of the athlete, the gamer, the clutch player that I prided myself on being. I feel like I had to go through that to take myself to the next level. It's a bummer I brought my partner along with me. It's a bummer that I, you know, blew it for USA, for my family, all these things. That's the hardest part, you know, once I got over my ego. And are those, are those true or are those things you put on yourself? I mean, they're true to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. No one's made me feel that way. Never. That's just me. You know, because I, I mean, you're on my team. Yeah. <laughs> I look at my family, my country is on my team, and mm. I lost. Mm. We lost yeah. because of me, you know? So, um, but however, um, I'm just pissed off at this point. And I, I keep saying this. Like, there was a football athlete who's like, I'm so pissed off for greatness. The pissed off for greatness reference that Kerry has is when Ray Lewis, Baltimore Ravens, incredible linebacker, went to speak to Stanford's men's basketball team before a big game. Here is an excerpt. Because every day is a new day. Every moment is a new moment. So now you got to go out and show them that I'm a different creature now than I was five minutes ago. Because I'm pissed off for greatness. Because if you ain't pissed off for greatness, that means you're okay with being mediocre. There ain't no man in here okay with being just basic. So let's do what we do tonight. We ain't got to worry about taking no breaks. And I am so fucking pissed off for greatness. And I am getting better. And I'm a sponge right now. And I'm so open to critique and to people giving me insight to elevate my game. And the fear that I lived in for three years prior to this year because we lost and it was my fault is gone. And so now I'm just like, F it. Whatever you got, give it to me. I'm gonna turn it into my own, make it and help it to make me and us golden. Hmm. I'm playing more empowered than I have in forever. And it feels really fucking good. And I'm not perfect and I make so many mistakes, but I'm not holding myself to the standard of perfection because that was shattered. <laughs> and I wasn't perfect before. Yeah. But it was just this crumbling of this persona that I, I had that I didn't know I had. You know, and um, now I just feel like the best is yet to come. It feels really, really good. I love it. Are you tired of people saying that um they were so blown away, and that was a great match, that bronze match. Because I think the bronze match, if I remember right, you played the Brazilians? Yeah. And the, everyone thought that was going to be the gold medal match. Yes. On paper, uh, it should have been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a great match, though. It was rad. And we were getting our ass kicked for a game and a half. And then the momentum changed. And then, yeah, you just kind of don't give up, you know? Yeah. You don't give up. And this game, all sports, it's such a game of momentum. Life is such a game of momentum, and what you focus on, you're gonna like put yourself in the momentum that way. And at some point, we made this crazy defensive play in the bronze medal match, and that shifted the entire momentum. The match the night before, the semifinal, I was waiting for that one play to shift the momentum, it never came. But the expectation was that it would show up, and it just never happened. Um, so to come back and win, I'm never sick of people saying that was a great match. I'm, I'm very honored by that. Um, I believe the American spirit was on full display that night because we don't give up and we always believe and we, we can win ugly and be grateful for it, you know, and we did it together and that makes me very proud. Gosh, you make me want to run through a wall right now. Oh, fuck, I, I know. I'm Let's like ready go. to go work out. I'm ready to get on my bike and just start <laughs> busting my mouth. Now that Carrie and I have spent some time together, I felt like I had to mess with her a little bit because she's the greatest beach volleyball player and one of the best Olympians ever. You've like, hey, someday I want to be the Michael Jordan of basketball. I've used that example. And I'm like, you do realize if Michael Jordan was trying to play volleyball, he'd want to be the Kerry Washington oh, of volleyball. I, I mean, hope so. seriously. I hope so. 
Yeah, you know, it goes both ways. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean to um, diminish myself when I yeah. say stuff like that. I, I just truly find inspiration in almost everything yeah. <laughs> in life. I swear to you, even like the the shitty stuff. I just I can I see and I sense inspiration because mm. I just feel like there's so much there's so much behind things. You know, and even the hardest things in life and the greatest things in life, the people with the hardest edge and the most beautiful souls. There's so much love, you know, and divine divinity in them, and I kind of see that. You know, but I do want to be my own version of Michael Jordan, and I'm not done. And I, I really do. I like. I just told Larry Harper. Also, that they put that out there too. No, f yeah. yeah. Well, I told Larry. I was like, he's like, how are you feeling? Like, you hungry? I'm like, he's like, do you doubt? I was like, I have no doubt that Brooke, my partner, and I are going to yeah. go to the Olympics, and I have no doubt that we're going to kick ass. And yet, we're not at the top. We're not winning consistently. Um, but I have no doubt. And I also said, I have to give myself permission hmm. to put it out there that I want to win a gold medal. The end result matters to me. I want to kick ass. I want to be the best there's ever been. And I need to be comfortable saying that because if I'm hedging my bets and be like, eh, I don't want to be, you know, conceited or condescending, like I'm not going to get there. Yeah. So I need to fully put it out there yeah. with an exclamation point that I want to be the great greatest ever. I want to do what's never been done. Um, and I do want to do it with all the humility, humility and respect in my heart that I have for the competition who's going to require me to be the best I've ever been. I guess I want to say, to clarify, the greatest ever, right? It'll come because we won. And the winningest ever are the greatest ever. Yeah. You know, and the essence of Michael Jordan made him special. Not, I mean, the titles for sure helped him become this legendary, right. transcendental person in a sport. But the essence of him was what was so special combined with the wins. And yeah, I feel like sure. I can do that. Um, and I want to do that. One of the things that's infectious about Carrie Walsh Jennings is her outlook on life. And I really wanted to find out more about where she was at and what she was working on. One of the things I, I feel is present with you is you're incredibly self-aware, or I feel like you're really working hard on that. I am. And I look at you as a very non-dualistic person. Oh, yes. So how, oh, what, how does that resonate with you? A hundred percent. No, excuse me, I have a cold from Russia. That's right. Um, no, I don't believe in duality. I mean, I believe in the duality completes us, so it's sure. more monoism and all these yeah. things. And um, I aspire to be self-aware because I aspire to be autonomous in my life. And mm. the more self-awareness I have of my weaknesses, of my strengths, of who I want to be, where I want to go, um, the more, the higher the chances are that I can live this beautiful life that I really believe in. Um, you know, it's so funny. So I just got back from Russia, and at the end of the tournament, they gave out um, some awards, and one of them was a Fair Play Award. And I received it, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so nice. And I turn around and my partner's laughing that I got it. And so is um, another girl on the podium. They're like, ha, ha, ha. Like, I can't believe Carrie got this. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I'm a nice person. What yeah. are you talking about? And I made them explain themselves. And they're like, Carrie, well, let me just put it this way. Um, you like to score points <laughs> aggressively. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. Okay, so I have something to work on. Um, Do you, though? What? Let me push you on that. Do oh. you have something to work on? Or is that oh just your God. intensity of a champion? Like, you no. want to win, right? Are you kidding? I have everything to work on. Yeah, yeah. Within everything that I'm great at, um, there's so much to work on. Within every weakness, there's so much to work on. So, But certainly, my character and um, who, how I show up in this world um, and how I make people feel in this world is very important to me. And if, I, if people are laughing because I want a character-based award, <laughs> I clearly have things yeah. to work on. But what I do love is that both girls, my partner and my friend Anouk, um, they see me for who I am. Mm -hmm. And they know what's behind my intensity, which is the desire to win and the desire to um, be great 
Yeah, I you guess know? my point was more of you can have great integrity and be a fair player, but still be crazy intense. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think the best yeah. do that. Yeah. You know, if people, if, you know, some athletes or competitors in any market are a-holes and they're yeah. dominating, you know, it's not, I don't know. That's not, people don't look up to that. Yeah. And that's not sustainable, I yeah. think. You're not going to be great for a long time if you're an a-hole. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I do have a-hole in me. Yeah. And I'm working on, on okay, thank I, you. I know. It'll come out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm counting on it. But I, uh, I know since, so we're, since we're in high school, we're trying I to I know, it. we're at a Catholic yeah. high school right now. But, in the but principal's no, but office. The, <laughs> I know, I know. And God is everywhere, so. Yeah. Um, no, but I really appreciate that you picked up on that. Like, I, I do. I, I care about being self-aware. Um, and the non-duality part that you picked up on, absolutely. With Carrie's positivity, I just love her perspective on people around her and her community. Well, and I firmly believe in the law of attraction. You know, and like attracts like, and whatever frequency we're putting off is what we're attracting into our lives. So um, the fact that you're running with amazing humans like Mike Irwin and Larry Harper, and that I'm here sitting with you, um, I humbly feel very honored because it's like, all of the great stuff in my life is because of the people I'm surrounded by. You know, like I do my part and I show up and I give everything I have, good and bad, but it's the people who make it worthwhile, the people who bring out the greatness in me and believe that I have more than I believe in myself. And um, so to have this platform on your on your podcast, which I love podcasts, it's such an intimate way to learn from other people. Yeah. Um, I'm just so grateful to be here, so thank you. With all that's going on in Carrie's life, She's now starting her own business with her husband, pro beach volleyball player, Casey Jennings. Their goal is to elevate the game through online and offline instruction, motivation, and training. But perhaps most powerfully, they want to strive to inspire all the people it reaches. So P1440, um, there's 1,440 minutes in the day. And this is my favorite part. Um, I learned this in marriage counseling with my husband. Um, you only get 1,440 minutes in a day. And in this marriage counseling session, it was literally like a punch in my gut being like, Carrie, you're wasting your life. You are not taking care of your minutes. And so when we were trying to think of this company that we wanted to revolutionize the sport, that we wanted to hold sacred, you know, what it takes to become the best at anything, time is at the, and time is at the top of the list. So P1440 is just that. We're trying to inspire people to live on purpose, to own the moment, to be their best selves. And we do that by celebrating the sport by getting physical, by being mindful in our choices, whether it's nutrition, social media, you know, anything that we're inputting our body is gonna put us in one direction, whether good or bad. So we're trying to inspire people to live in the moment and uh, we wanna plant those seeds in the young ones, you know, strive for greatness, it's within you, you know, uh, surround yourselves by people and things that are gonna help you get the, your greatest self out there. And it feels really good. Good job. Thank you, Carrie, for squeezing this hour in for me after getting off a plane just a few hours earlier from Russia. This interview took place between her landing in the States after a grueling tournament and dedicating a beach volleyball court to an inner city LA Catholic school. Carrie, you are a legend and the type of Olympian that does our country proud, but you are even more an amazing human. For what it's worth, the errands will be rooting you on. Go USA. I'd also like to thank Sleeping At Last for being the soundtrack to our show. For more on Ryan and his music, please go to sleepingatlast.com or search for Sleeping At Last wherever you get your music from. And to Design Love's audio engineer, Steve Wick, who loved this episode just so he could watch his favorite Olympic movie, Eddie the Eagle. You're like gum on my shoe. You never gave up. I mean, you're going to give up now? At the Olympics? This is your moment. You're Eddie the Eagle, man. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did making it. If so, please give us a ranking on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. 
Tell others about our show and stay tuned for the next episode. Please follow us on Twitter at Design of Podcast and check out our site at rule29.com forward slash design of podcast. See you next episode.